0: Hello friends, welcome to Think Reviews, where we share our reviews on books we read. Exploring the various adaptations of the worlds of Sherlock Holmes stories by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, we came across the book series by author Nancy Springer, who writes adventures featuring Sherlock's much younger sister Enola. We have reviewed the first two books in this series here on Thinkerviews platform, namely The Case of the Missing Marquis and The Case of the Left-Handed Lady. Continuing Inola's adventures is the third book called The Case of the Bizarre Bookcase. I had a chance to read this book as I pursue this series and here are my thoughts for you on behalf of Team Thinkerviews. So let's take a look at the cover page of this book. Now, there are many different versions of this series which have been published with a different theme in mind. The whole series that we have been reading has been illustrated with matching graphics on front page. And similar to the first two books in the series, number three also features a young tall and thin girl attired in old fashioned clothes. The color theme for this one is prominently black, dark pink and fluorescent green. She is trying to climb a vertical wall in an attempt to get to the roof. This image features an incident described in the book towards the end. You can see her exposing stalking legs. Shocking for the times. Like the previous books. There are objects placed in a semicircular arch surrounding her, featuring a candy, a rat, a wig, a bush, a figure with prosthetic nose, and lastly, Enola's faithful dagger. All these are part of the adventures of the Bizarre Bouquets, and the reader can find references to this as the story progresses. Not a standout cover page this for casual browsers, but a fitting one in the scheme of things for the fans of the series. So let's take a look at the story now. The previous adventure came very close to threatening Enola's life and scared her somewhat. As a result, she tried to contact her mother but was disappointed again. At the start of this book, we meet her in her slightly depressed, sulking mood as she has shut herself indoors for days in her lodgings in the not so salubrious East End of London. She has also had to let go her charity work at night disguised as a nun, as her brothers now know about this disguise and are looking for her. She comes out of this abject mood when she reads a piece of shocking news. Dr. Watson has disappeared. Enola is fond of the kind doctor and decides to visit his wife and help in finding him. To escape Sherlock's notice, she settles on a disguise she has not used before, that of a beautiful girl and opposite of her hook-nosed, sallow, plain-profiled self. She visits an interesting shop called Chanticleers to obtain makeup and wig. She also obtains false identity cards for Miss Viola Everso. When lovely Viola comes knocking on the Watson's door, Mrs. Mary Watson is all amiability and welcoming. The two get talking, and Inola gets the background information she needs. But her attention is caught by a strange flower bouquet, residing with all other messages of goodwill in the room. She manages to rent a room in the house across from the Watsons, and starts waiting for the next bouquet. She intercepts the delivery boy, who talks about a man who gave him the bouquet, and then that man's nose fell off. A strange coincidence puts Enola on the scent of this man during her next visit to Chanticleer's. But just as she is about to clear the mystery of Dr. Watson's disappearance, she finds herself trapped in the glare of police searchlights while trying to get away from the mad murderer she literally comes crashing down through a glass ceiling will she survive this adventure will she ever reunite with the family she so deeply craves now what did we think about the book like the previous books author Nancy Springer continues to give us rhyming titles in the fashion more suited to the Victorian era adventures. It is also a clue that the book prominently features flowers and the language of flowers that we have seen Enola and her mother using for communication through the previous stories. There is also the fact that the language of flowers was predominantly considered a female domain. Enola mentions at one point in the book how every other woman in England could have been counted a botanist. So it also fits in with the female-oriented narrative of the Enola Holmes series that the author shows us the daily injustices of Victorian times when it comes to women. The theme is supported by the characters of Mrs Kippersault, aka Pertilotti. There are references here to works of Chaucer in how characters are named which literature lovers might find enjoying. But the author also makes a point of what a strong, capable woman Mrs. Keeper Salt, is, running a business of her own. She does have her weaknesses, but they are more generated from guilt than self-promotion. Enola's visits to this shop are also the reminders of what the keepsakes of almost hundred years ago looked like, and the strangeness of the things in which us humans find amusement. The start of the book shows us Enola as any other teenage girl would be, hurt, lonely, sulking. But once she is in action, these instances of melodramatic pining are less She makes mistakes but she holds on to her courage and although frightened at times doesn't give up. Her wry sense of self-deprecation is also not lost. It is difficult to choose a new name for oneself. Even more difficult than choosing a name for a child, for one is confusingly intimate with oneself whereas one is barely acquainted with a baby upon its arrival like the previous books the author continues to deglamorize the life in london and keeps showing how bad it was for the large populace in terms of lack of cleanliness continuous smell and smoke in the air infested with vermin london world's largest metropolis was also the world's worst governed London was disorganized into more than 200 boroughs, each with its own record-keeper, tax collector, constables, etc. Holywell Street meandered along the edge of London's most dense, clotted rookery, tottering houses shouldering one another, each containing a swarming nest of poverty-stricken inhabitants. Spaces, no, indeed, tunnels for the upper stories closed together overhead passageways no wider than gutters separated these buildings from one another unlighted and no cleaner than gutters either with reds abounding as well as lower forms of human life life here could be full of horrors and the author keeps up that quotient in the story as she features a baby whose face was eaten by rats. Imagine growing up like that, and what it would do to the mental balance of such person. But it also shows the strength of character for Enola, someone who has grown up in countryside, to come face to face with such horrors, and not lose the desire to help them. Her deducive powers are also on display, though not only deciphering the numeric ciphers, from her family but also understanding the language of flowers and trying to picturize the person who would send such bouquets. The bizarre bouquet containing hawthorn, poppies, cornwall villas and asparagus greens had come from someone who was too odd to belong to any organization. Someone eccentric, petty and spiteful in quite a creative way someone enjoying an interesting garden variety of gleeful madness she longs for the family and she yet maintains the desire to remain independent it will be interesting to watch how she grows up into a woman she wants to be to summarize i enjoyed this little adventure And you will too, if you like learning new things about everyday flowers and accompanying a young detective trying to find lost treasures. ThinkerView's rating for this book is at around 7.5, so we can recommend that you give this series a try. If you have already been reading this series, do let us know what you think about it. If there are any other similar books that you would like us to read and review, please also let us know and until the next time, thank you for listening.